Here oh, we yeah. go Ho-ho. again. Oh yeah, Brandon's alive. <laughs> He's in here, boys. Oh, first off, what's up, everybody? Uh-huh. And welcome back to another episode of the Neat on Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate, Ham, Brandon. Did you say Ham? I don't know. Ham. I'm him. Oh, you're him. You ain't him. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> Boys, today we are going to recap this past Saturday's controversial UFC Fight Night main event, Holly Holm versus Ketlin Vieira. Then, with no fights to preview this week, we're going to go through each UFC division and give you guys the one fight we want to see booked this year in each of the 12 divisions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Finally, all the news and happenings in the world of mixed martial arts. All that and more. But first, boys, what is up? How we doing? How we doing? doing Episode good. 79, getting there. Yeah, doing, I mean, yeah, we're getting, you missed 75. We didn't even think about making that a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. 75th so, anniversary. So we're coming up on a hundo quick, so we have to figure out something special to do. Mm. Yeah, you Like that's a musical true. number? How do you feel about that, Brandon? I don't, man, I just want to bring in that intro. I'm just waiting for that to be like a stable. Oh, the... The one that you made? <laughs> yeah. I think I still got it on here somewhere. Yeah, yeah there it is. Yeah, yeah that I one. Just, I just need that. <laughs> I might, maybe I'll send it to you. You can just listen to it whenever you want. Yeah, that'd be good. Make it a ringtone or something. Oliver has it memorized. Well, speaking of intros, let me tease something for next week. Mm. So the thing is... People don't understand, and, and I'm going to pass it to John to, to validate this. Mm-hmm. I, I think each week we're doing, we're, we're fighting episodes. You know, we're trying to come up with stuff. Behind the scenes, we are literally fighting Brandon to not quit this show every week. Yeah. Fair enough. He Everybody <laughs> thinks Brandon's just like innocent, like, oh, I'm just here to, you know, let these guys work. Just and this the blue and collar guy. Yeah, working. no, no. Brandon is diva. Devo. Yeah. I mean, he's like literally threatening to quit almost weekly. We have a pool of money that we put like five bucks in every yeah. week just in case we have to buy yeah. via cash. For sure. So, um, Brandon, next week we're we're going to tease this. You're going to do a fact don't hear about your feelings. Mm-hmm. I got a surprise for you. Okay. You deserve this. Mm-hmm. And I hope that it's like a peace offering and that it'll keep you around longer. At least through 2022. <laughs> At least till 2022. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully this will get you through the end of the year. Are you uh, going to give it to me now or next no, no, week? No, no, no. Next week. Oh, okay. Um, for your facts, don't care about your feelings. I thought you were going to, I thought we were going to get in the, the, the gauntlet that I threw down. I thought that's where you were going. What's that? With the TikTok stuff. Oh no, we will get to that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But no, this is, uh, this is something completely different. Okay. I've worked on something for you, got something prepared for you. So bring the heat next week for yeah. Facts Don't Care. You're going to want this to be your best one. <sighs> the Anderson Silva one was a big one. The first one, you came out swinging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Charlie Olives one from a couple weeks ago was another big one. Mm-hmm. Bring the heat. Whatever. I know you said you got a couple kind of ready to go loaded. Mm-hmm. Bring your best one. Yeah. If you have to think of a new one, bring a new one. Okay. You're going to want to. All right. I got yeah. something for you. Yeah. And I can't wait to roll it out. John knows what it is. Yeah. Is, okay. I'll bring the let's say I'll bring the Kleenexes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's intense. Also, my shirt didn't make it in this week. The one that I ordered. Oh, okay. I that's I kinda of thought that's what no. it was. No, this might this shirt might literally be coming from this fighter's home country. I don't know. It's been oh, it's been sitting in customs in Chicago and I for like three or four days. So. Okay. Stuck, I with, some, I don't stuck with some baby formula. We don't yeah. know what. Yeah, there might be. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I may never get the shirt. I don't know. Well, it's well, okay. I, I will get a refund though. I promise you that. All right. So uh but hopefully hopefully next week we'll be able to pay off the shirt and your big surprise. Yeah. 
Just just to keep you around, man. Okay. That's all we're trying I to do. I appreciate it. Anything else, boys? What else we got? Anything? I um I restored my Blackstone yesterday. That was fun. Okay, your grill. Yeah, it got gotcha. a little rusty from the winter and fall, which isn't bad because it's like cold, ro- cold rolled steel or whatever. So yeah. it's always going to be saveable. You just got to put a little bit of elbow. Question. Is that your fault because you weren't responsible and put it up as no, the did. owner? No, I did put it up. <laughs> How to get rusty then? It's just the, the humidity. It's steel. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happens to Did it. Did you cover it with mm-hmm. a weather tarp and you put it in your garage? Yeah. I don't believe you. Well, I mean, you don't have Wait, to what, what, what exactly are you It's talking? like a it's flat, griddle. Flat, flat top griddle. Flat top griddle. You put it covered up in your garage and it got rusty? Yeah, just on the outside. That's, that's why. Brandon, 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 Brandon. I, I don't believe him. I'm, I don't not think buy, that, I'm not buying I don't think that goes through a court. I think that thing was left outside uncovered <laughs> no. all through the winter. Listen, I've had the same grill for like yeah. four years. A grill's different than a grill, though. The top of my grill is steel. Go look at it. Because that thing sat yeah, outside under a tar- tarp, and it's clean, baby. No, just saying. I recovered that. <laughs> you have to use a grill stone, so that's cool. So it's ready for uh, Blackstone season, so I'm pretty hyped. Nice. Nice. Right. Brandon, you got anything? Uh, I'm pretty sore. Uh, the little comp training yesterday, that was pretty intense. It was good, though. Sweaty? Good for you. Yes, very sweaty. Stinky? My shirt was, it really wasn't too stinky, but good. it was definitely sweaty. You feel like you're getting closer to being ready to dominate? Yes. I feel like I'm about 75, 80% of the way there. Nice. nice. Uh, the only thing I wanted to bring up is our local paper ran an article this week about mm-hmm. something coming very, very soon to Kokomo, Indiana, opening very soon, mm-hmm. and that is an axe-throwing place. Yeah. And one thing that they're going to be doing is a leak. Yeah. Mm. So you better believe uh-huh. that the Neon Belly is going to have an axe throwing team. Well, you guys have done it a yeah. few times. Yeah. yeah. I mean. And you have to do it. This isn't an option. Oh, okay. I have to do it. You have to be on our team. We're going mean, to get jerseys. It's going to be a thing. I yeah. mean, just, I'm not, I've never gone axe throwing. That's okay. okay. I mean, we don't, I don't, dude. I mean, I just went, when I was just gone a couple of weeks ago on vacation, we went and it was like, it was bad. Like, and it wasn't even, like, our fault. It was just, like, in some little small place in Ohio, and they just didn't really care. We're just saying he says that, but I know how competitive he is. So I have a feeling mm-hmm. if we're, like, not top of the top five. No, 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 no. It's, I mean, once you get the hang of it, you know, you can kind of get back into a rhythm. But they weren't really showing us anything. Like, you know, when you go to, like, Bad Axe and Indy, they're very, like, they'll work with you. They'll help you out. Help you with mm-hmm. your technique. Yeah, this place was just kind of like, your wrist. Here's, three, your wrist. here's three axes and there's the wood. Go at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sign a I, waiver. and I think I stuck, like, maybe one. Mm. I mean, it just mm. it was bad. Okay. But, no, we're definitely axe throwing, um, getting a team going. Might need a fourth. So, if you're in the area, let us know. Yeah. Mm. We'll need somebody. That could be fun. But yeah, that is true. That would be. I can't wait. Oh yeah, no. I can't wait. I've never been much of like a bowling league type of guy. Got burnt out when we were young because you guys quit on me. <laughs> um, you and Nolan and made me face teams by myself. So uh, maybe actually one goes better. Yeah, maybe not though. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true too. It might be like <sighs> show up for like three weeks and you might never see me again. My, sh- my rotator cuff's just gone because I have to throw like seventeen times mm. in a row. Yeah. Uh, John, let the people know what we need them to do each and every week for us Listen here on the Neon Belly Podcast. You know, we talk about it a lot. Apple Podcast. You know, from there, you can give us five-star reviews. You can write us a review. Leave us five stars. Helps us out immensely. Spotify offers the same thing. You know, that, that all helps us out. Instagram, Neon Belly Podcast. You know, we post videos every week. You know, you can interact with us. And now, folks, we're popping on TikTok. Yeah. Let's just put it this way. We're we are exactly at a weekend at this point right now. We got over 4k views total. Ooh. 
total. Total. Okay. We have two views over a thousand or two videos over a thousand. One over six hundred. One over five hundred. Out of how many we posted? Three. Out of five. Four videos. Four. Yeah. Okay. So, um, amongst this news, Brandon has made it uh, very yes. much apparent and promised and put it on his child's life that yes, <laughs> if one of our videos gets three k. He's going back to the iPhone yes. and downloading TikTok. Yes. The TikTok thing is, I shouldn't have put that in there. Yeah. And he did. Because like, it, it's going to happen. Oh, we're, we're building. I mean, we're One already, of them's at uh, over almost 1,300. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking maybe five weeks we're there. That's hopefully. not that time. That's not, that's not you quite got some halfway. Time. Well, here's the other thing. Chase already said his wife might shout us out, and she's got 20K followers. So, mm. there you go. Mm. You yeah, never see. know. But here's the other thing, Brandon. I wanted to tell you this on here so you know. When I show you these interactions that we're getting. Oh, yeah. You, you might just do you it. You might before. do it before that. Yeah. Just to, just to argue. You. Everything you've ever wanted from our Instagram, as far as people like going at and being a little bit combative, it's on TikTok. Yeah, mm. and it's the type of opinions you love to tear down. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. you got to show. We oh, got to yeah, show some show of these them. comments. But if if you're listening to this podcast because you did find us on TikTok, shout out to you. Super grateful for the mm-hmm. interactions. Like John said, I think almost as, um, most of the videos got some comments. Yeah, intera- you know, people likes going, like it's. Yeah, it was fun. It's um, been nice and organic. Yeah, for sure. So thank you if you're here. Welcome to the show, boys. Let's get to the fights. Last night, like we mentioned in the intro, mm-hmm. our main event, Ketlin. Vieira defeats Holly Holm by split decision, uh, 47-48, two judges giving it to Vieira, one judge, Sal Diamato, giving it to Holly Holm, 48-47, um, and boys, I am no judge, but I definitely had Holly winning that fight three rounds to two, uh, I gave her rounds one, three, and five, I gave Vieira two and four, Mm-hmm. Uh, the two judges that did score the fight for Ketlin gave her rounds two, three, and four. Um, and once again, I don't claim to know it all, but I watched that round again today, and I have a hard time kind of finding a way to give that third round to Ketlin. Your guys' thoughts on the decision. Uh, I mean, who who would have thought that Saudi Amato would be the one who might get it right, in my opinion? <laughs> you know what? He's not that bad, though. I mean, he, he I feel like he gets a lot of stick sometimes, but I also feel like... Um, he does make the right. I think he's one of the better judges well, for what that's worth right now. Well, here's the thing: he, some of the like more controversial decisions. Yeah, he's been kind of like the one to take it over. But here's what I'll say: you know, we always we try not to look too hard into numbers, but to have ten minutes of control and to outstrike her by like double. I mean, she had she, they had like sixty leg strikes for her. Yeah, she outstruck her. It was significant for like by thirty or twenty or something like that. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't like the optic of the the control against the cage. Sure. Um, maybe they thought that, you know, the big power punches meant a lot. I know um, Holly knocked her down with a body kick. Um, yeah, when you rewatch that, and the kick was definitely what knocked her down, but if, when you go back and rewatch that, it's not as um, not as a big, like, blown, like a right. shot as you think, because what happened was Ke- Ketlin got completely square, mm-hmm. um, and so Holly kicked her in the body, but I think because her hips and her whole body was so square, it just knocked her off balance, right. but it wasn't like it was a big shot that, like, you know, took her down, you yeah, know what I'm it's saying? It's a little bit different where, like, punches or the, kicks the to pow- the head. Yeah, the power of it definitely knocked her off balance, mm-hmm. which, fair play, but it wasn't right. like this, like, crazy, like, for oh, sure. Oh, you know, so. it just it had the optic of like one of the bigger strikes landed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really see it. I, I didn't really see it that way. I mean, I think we kind of all felt like Holly probably got it, but yeah, like you said, we're not judges. Uh, I think the judging in this whole this whole um, card was had some sketchy totally. moments. So. Sure. 
So, okay, I haven't rewatched the fight. So sure. you, you have a little more insight, I guess. I just rewatched the third round because okay. I agreed with all the judges' scores except for that third round. That was the only, so I rewatched that one. Okay, so I guess for me, because in the chat, in our group chat, like kind of after the fight, you made a point that I actually completely agree with, which was I, I don't see what Holly really has to sure. offer. So I, that's not really relevant to the fight, so let me stick with the fight for a second. I felt like... Yeah, Holly did squeeze it out, but honestly, I, I can't. I, it's not like it was a robbery to me. You know what I mean? It was yeah. close enough. Yeah. Um, Caitlin did enough, and some judges. I just feel like it was close enough, and and honestly, Caitlin offers more for those for those girls up top yeah. anyway. So for me, man, Holly looked exactly how you had described when we talked about this fight leading yeah. up to it. She looked slower to me. She mm -hmm. didn't like like she her timing wasn't quite there. It didn't yeah. look like she landed where she wanted to as often. Um. So honestly. It, yeah, that's just kind of sure. my takeaway. It just didn't seem like it was too much of a robbery. I can see where Holly took it, but honestly, I'm kind of more happy, I think, with, with Caitlin taking the win because, sure. like you said, I think she just offers more to the division. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it was kind of like the Bilal-Luke uh, fight where it's like I don't feel like the best, like the person who fought the best won per se, mm -hmm. but I think I think Caitlin's definitely going to have to rewatch this and go back to the drawing board on, on that defense against the cage because she really didn't offer nothing to that head but pressure and you, you know what though I, I said in the two lead up i think holly's just good there yeah. i think holly's yeah, just I one, think of, that's fair. one of those girls that's just really good really up strong the cage. yeah because yeah. if you look how she was positioning her body she was doing everything perfect with the head pressure and she and, does that in every fight yeah. she gets every girl up against the cage sticks in there and can just hold because she's just really good yeah. there so i think it's just one and, of those and to be fair to holly in that second round <laughs> she did try to take her down off the cage with that single leg and yeah. Catlin wrapped up that nasty i mean that thing Mm -hmm. That's got to be about as tight as a choke could get other than, you know, Volk Ortega without somebody yeah. going out or tapping. Yeah. Um, so I think that was like gave Holly some pause and in trying to really uh, initiate mm -hmm. a takedown after that. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of more um, now going back. I will say watching that third round and, and it's always a little different when you know the outcome, right? Because mm -hmm. then you're you're kind of nitpicking and you're looking for like I'm looking for a way to for Ketlin to win um, the opening minute. I definitely gave to Ketlin outstruck Holly landed some really significant strikes in there the next minute. Um, so, you know, minutes like kind of uh, two, so like we're getting like three to four. Holly was controlling the cage. Ketlin gets off. More Ketlin landing some strikes. Then Holly gets back to the cage. The only thing that I could like maybe, you know, because Holly wasn't do, was not doing much damage. Mm -hmm. But in that third round was when Holly was holding Ketlin against the cage. Ketlin actually, with her back on the cage, was getting some really good separation and landed like three or four huge knees to Holly's um, body that got mm -hmm. big reactions out of Holly. Then they kind of broke again towards the end. And Ketlin landed that nasty right hand um, that really noticeably rocked Holly. So only thing I could think is in this fight particular, they just scored maybe the damage or whatever over the control. Because Holly definitely had, in terms of like, I guess, holding her on the cage, she controlled more. Um, but every time it came to a striking mm -hmm. um, engagement, uh, Ketlin was definitely winning those. Yeah, and what's crazy is I, I just looked at the numbers again. They said she landed 60 leg strikes, Holly. Mm -hmm. I just don't remember seeing her throwing I think 60 a lot of them were kicks. those like front kicks that she, those side kicks yeah. that she was kind of landing. She was, those uh, front kicks to the face that she was landing in, the, I think it was in the fifth round. Yeah. They were finally getting a little bit nasty, but I do think Ketlin's a way better fight moving forward for, yeah. toward the champion. Sure. I don't think Holly had anything to offer, but I do think Holly kind of, I felt like Holly outvetted her in the sense of controlling her. Yeah, yeah. Her. We, we talk about that sometimes, yeah. right? Like just knowing how to win 
win five round fights is that's right. a huge thing and holly really showed that in this fight that she knew how to do that and i imagine ketlin's gonna get a little bit of a chewing out from her coach andre pedineras was not happy <laughs> are you here to be a tourist <laughs> like, they said the commission had to keep like tapping him on the shoulder like hey man, they kept on jumping up and yelling but, but man but you look at like you know think about like you know those uno uno novao is that how you say mm-hmm. it? that he trains you know so like you know jose going back to hit and barrow and some mm-hmm. of these guys that have come i mean those guys are savages man yeah. like you don't accept in that gym you do not accept positions like ketlin yeah. but like brandon said i don't know if it's that she didn't know how to get out of it or if it's just maybe more credit to holly mm-hmm. um well and you probably know her but as the coach you know her potential and you know like hey maybe you know how to do that position sure. better or even in the striking exchanges like you know you can get off more if you just let your hands go whatever yeah. i think in the fifth round he i mean he told her she was down three one and just leave it all out there essentially yeah and I, I do think holly did a better job of that per se but yeah i think she if she can shore up a little bit and then i think she needs to work on that gas tank a little too because in the fifth it seems like she was wearing down it was and a tough fight holly it was a grindy yeah. fight though being pressed against the cage i think would get the better of a lot of yeah. people and you know constantly having to try to fight i just to me sometimes i felt like she really wasn't looking for the underhooks and stuff like mm-hmm. once again i don't know if that's just more credit to holly or i think it is because the one time holly was in that position out in the open she got dumped like that was yeah. where caitlin was able to hit that mm-hmm. uchimata real nice yeah. off the underhook and mm-hmm. You know, so when it's against the cage, it's completely different. Sure, it's yeah. kind of more Holly. And yeah. I just like sometimes she was attacking with overhooks, though. But Kat that's Lynn. what it was on the open. Yeah, that's well, where I guess she that's can a, hit the U- Uchimana from. Yeah, it's a judo judo thing. She too. is like a I think like a black I think DC belt was judo. saying judo guys or judo people like judokus. to have yeah judokus like to have that overhook yeah. to do the trips sure. the wizard kick or whatever she kept on trying to do over mm-hmm. and over. And like I said, we're just kind of echoing back uh, full circle here. Even before the result was read, I did think Holly had won the fight. But like we've all said, still felt like even in a win for Holly, which I thought it was going to be, that Ketlin moving forward will offer more. Um, just, just yeah, once again, echoing all this, definitely not the Holly we're used to seeing. The movement mm-hmm. wasn't there. She seemed very flat-footed compared to what we've seen. Um, and it was kind of hard not to feel bad for her when the decision was read um, because – I think you kind of saw the realization on her face that that's probably it in terms mm-hmm. of a 135 pound title run. You know, um, it's not impossible. Um, There's not and, like a lot of people barking at the door. It, eh, there kind of is. I mean, you got Raquel Pennington's on a win streak. She's ranked yeah. above both of them. Or um, I feel like Holly uh, beat a lot of those too. Irene Aldana's up there. Who, yeah, Holly looked really good against. Um, but if anybody can do it at 40 plus, I do think it's a Holly home for yeah. sure. I mean, she still looks like she was in phenomenal shape as mm-hmm. usual. I mean, her back gives most men shame i mean for (laughs) real like she's just she's a beast man um but yeah just doesn't seem to have the legs under her maybe and the knee surgery like we talked about that's a lot to come back from at that age and i think one thing i've always felt about her these past probably like maybe four or five years is when she's fought like the valentinas and stuff is seems like a lot of her combos are just preloaded and she just run she'll run them forward until they're finished regardless if they're landing or not Mm -hmm. and i feel like some of these girls now have such advanced like counter striking and stuff like that that you can't just come forward and throw seven punches until you stop. Yeah, because people are either out of the way or they're countering you. And I mean, Ketlin kept on landing that uppercut every time. Yeah, she, she tried to charge a couple in. of those yeah. really nicely. A couple of those head kicks almost got through. And so, I mean, good for Ketlin to learn this lesson without having to take a loss. Yeah, um, I think she rebounds <clears throat> better from it. But yeah, Holly, 
who knows what's next for her. Well, and nonetheless, you know, regardless of what you think about the win, who won, who didn't, Ketlin did win. Right. That's back-to-back wins for her over former champs. She was ranked number five going into this, just beat number two. Um, we know Amanda and Pena are tied up doing the Ultimate Fighter, and they're going to fight in July. I think July 31st they announced UFC 277. Um, so I'd assume Ketlin, there's a chance, will fight again before mm-hmm. she gets a title shot. Um, Raquel Pennington is on a really nice four-fight win streak, ranked number four. Obviously, like I said, Irene Aldana, I believe, is number three, uh, number three also coming off a win. Um, so I'd assume that she's probably going to face one of those ladies for a title eliminator. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I'd like to see, I think the Pennington one would be a really cool I think she's cool fought one. Aldana before. I'm not sure. Not, I don't remember off top. You could be yeah, right. I'm, I think I made. I think I talked about that last time because Holly had knocked out okay. Aldana, I think. And then either way, but I do I do agree Pennington would be a really good fight for her, I feel like. Yeah. Especially how good she looked that last fight. Jeez. Sure. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's all I got. Boys, the co-main event in our fight of the night, as predicted, um, Michelle Pajeda defeating Santiago Ponzinibbio by split decision, uh, 28-29, uh, two judges. Um, one judge gave the fight to Ponzinibbio, 29-28. One judge gave it to Pajeda, 30-27. Um, like John said, we, kind of a weird night for scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say you couldn't maybe give Pajeda 30-27, um, but nonetheless, that's now five in a row uh, for Michelle. He will enter the top 15 rankings with that mm-hmm. win, beating number 14. Your guys' thoughts on the fight? As you said, exactly what we expected. It was yeah. a banger. So I mean, fun. from from start to finish, yeah. at the end, both guys are bloodied up, um, which I feel like is becoming a staple of Michelle at this point, yeah. right? He's yeah. just in these wars. Work flair. But still, one of the things for me that we talked about was Michelle had this history of just big, explosive movements, which yeah. I thought he really toned down for this yeah. fight. To me, it didn't seem like cardio was really an issue at all. Mm-hmm. I thought the boxing was really crisp. The leg kicks were great. I mean, he was he was cracking yeah. every time he, he got that right down on punches yeah like, i think they said he worked his boxing a lot and you could definitely yeah. yeah so no I, ju- I just think it's constant improvement for michelle good evolution and that's still you know credit to to his opponent too because he was he was in there the whole time I and mean, he landed a good takedown that made me a little nervous but yeah um towards the end too he started to crack as well and they just both guys just yeah. tough as nails Great fight. so it was awesome yeah. yeah i think uh dc said because it got it was like a minute left and they were just going like he's like the 10 second bell didn't go why are they yeah <laughs> or somebody else said that and dc was like that's just how they're gonna end this fight like yeah um, yeah, I think it was like the whole last minute they just yeah. were winging. Like mm-hmm. I think they, yeah, like they, one of the commentators said, like technique is off the table. Yeah. And it definitely was. Yeah, I think Michelle landed some a big right early, and I think it kind of made Ponzinibbio a little bit pensive as far as to circle into that. Mm-hmm. And then by the third, he just didn't care, obviously, because you kind of have to go for it at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean that probably the best fight on the card, I would say. Yeah, I mean so, it won fight of the night, but something that I feel like Michelle was throwing a ton of, and I he was doing it in his last couple fights, but he really used in this fight was that front kick to the mm-hmm. stomach. Um, mm. I don't know that that would be considered a teep, but it's very effective. It, it was. I just think that was a, probably a lot more effective than what it may have seemed, just kind of at a from optics, mm-hmm. because it just really kind of stifled that forward motion. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I just think it really. Uh, I think it would pay dividends in the end. And I forget how massive he is for welterweight. I mean, he looked a whole weight class different uh, or mm-hmm. different than Ponzinibbio. Yeah, he I definitely mean, could have convinced me he's an 85er. For yeah. Sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, once again, you know, he did kind of, um, 
gassed it, gassed a little late, uh, maybe. But once was again, in the second and the third, it seems like he caught a second. He caught lane. like a sec, yeah. But once again, like most people are the way the pace that they were going yeah, at. He's laterally moving. It, yeah, and but one thing that I loved is even when you could tell he was getting a little winded, a little tired, he just kept coming forward. Like mm-hmm. he refused to give Ponzinibbio an inch, man. And I think as you move up, sometimes you know that that will to just keep coming forward and not accept getting hit um, is going to pay off for a guy like him. Um, you know, I think we've heard guys like, you know, Trevor Whitman tell Justin Gaethje, like, like beg him to just take a little percentage off of the power. Yeah. I do think in the earlier rounds, um, he was winging, uh, he was, 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 was loading up some big shots that could have led to that. So maybe like once again, like moving forward, just another thing maybe to see or look for is, mm-hmm. um, cause I think he's going to go back and see that like, Oh, if I just take a little bit off here, I'll have a little bit more later in the fight. But once again, that's nitpicking great fight, um, for both guys, a uh, good win from Pajeda. Like I said, that's five in a row. That's, that's crazy in that division. I will tell you this. I loved both the call outs. Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal. Look, I'm with you. Yeah. Sign me up for either. Mm. Um, seems like Nate is more of a respectful one. And then he said, Jorge, he's got, he just doesn't like him. Well, I seen, <laughs> so, did you see why? No. Uh-uh. He, something had happened and he had sent like Michelle's wife, like the praying hand emoji on Instagram. And mm. he said, I don't know what it was about. So I figured if I'm going to ask him, I might as well do it in a cage. Sign me up. Like yeah. I'm good with that. Like yeah. I love yeah. that. You have like Sean Brady around there too. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's a couple guys in that top ten. Yeah, area. I don't know how high he's gonna go. Like I said, you know, I, he just beat 14. He's unranked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would assume at least 14. You know, yeah. he might just they might just swap him and Ponzinibbio. It'll be interesting to see those rankings come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nonetheless. Huge win for him. I really, really like Michelle Pajeda. Yeah, <laughs> he's exciting. I think, and I'm telling you, I think his size, his explosiveness, everything is could really take him really far in the division. I don't know the ceiling yet, but because right. he's still improving. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's still improving in every fight he's in there, he's getting better. Has he been in a main event? No, that's, I don't believe so. And I think that could be next. That's going to be interesting. Seeing yeah, him he, in a I can see him in a fight, fight night. Yeah, you know, against somebody like that. Yep. I agree. And Ponzinibbio, he's still a dog, man. Oh, yeah. You give him anybody, he's, and they're going to have a tough time. Man, you know, he had the long layoff. I feel bad we for talked that, about, too, man. Well, yeah, the long and he because he was, like, on a, a like contender six, seven status, fight, yeah. you know, before the layoff, the, the the blood clots or infections or something, bone like infections. Bone infection, yeah. Um, and he has just fought murderer's row of welterweight contenders since he's been back. So, for him, man, I guess maybe I would just like to see him get a good matchup for him that, you know, could kind of get him back in the win call him because Mm -hmm. i i agree i still think he has a lot left in him but man he's trying to fight these young guys that are coming up like a you know lee ling long or uh, i can't remember who else he's fought um Jeff Neal? Was yeah, that? Jeff Neal. Or was that? No. And I, f- I, I thought, can't remember. Off he did top. fight Jeff Neal, and I thought okay, he yeah, won Jeff, that one. Yeah, that was it his was last one. one. It yeah. was a crazy war. Um, so, yeah, I'd just like to see him get a good fight next, uh, nonetheless. Um, but, boys, the last fight that we are going to preview, Chitty, Chitty, Bang Bang, Chitty, Ninja Kawani, defeating Dusko Todorovic by elbow in round one. Beautiful. Elbow, right elbow, lands mm-hmm. over the top for Chitty. Since Todorovic crashing to the canvas, leaves him with a nice hematoma uh, on the side of his face for his troubles. Boys, is the Chitty hype for real? Man, Question mark. Todorovic is a tough dude. He's a good dude. Yeah, I mean, tough. Very well rounded. And it was weird because like you could tell he was trying to straighten up out of that clinch. Yeah. And he just like, I guess he didn't feel like he could land that elbow. Just and timed it perfectly. He just threw it right over yeah. his arm and... Ooh, I mean, he tried some. Um, Chitty tried a, a slick little choke that could have got him in some trouble because I mean, he ended up having to fight back up off his back. But he looked, he looked good, man. I, I think he, um, 
I know you talked about wanting in the group chat, like maybe taking it a little bit slow, get some other good yeah. matchups moving forward. But yeah. I think he's definitely a, a, a prospect contender type of thing. Yeah. So I was in full dad mode yesterday because I had the kid and my nephew by myself. So we ended up getting home like right around 8.30ish, 8.45. Mm-hmm. And so literally as I click on my ESPN app, as soon as it comes on, it's them in the clinch and he hits the elbow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh man, this must, I must have been a highlight. Like maybe I'm behind. No, that was like as it happened. Like, yeah. I, I could not have timed it any more perfect. That's funny. Um, so that's all I saw from that fight. So oh, I don't okay. know if there was too much before. Oh, yeah. You definitely need to go back. Um, okay. They, so Todorovic came in and like obviously had the grappling wrestling advantage. And that's kind of where everybody thought he was going to exploit Chitty. A lot of people thought Chitty was going to lose this because of the grappling advantage of Todorovic. Todorovic snatched up a single Chitty sprawls beautifully uh gets on a front headlock kind of tried to roll for like an anaconda dars um and todorovic defended and actually uh got on top Mm -hmm. um and man chitty i was really impressed with his hips very Mm -hmm. strong off his back uh was able to elevate his hips get back up frame on the head um defended it excuse me another takedown sprawled really well todorovic shot another one and like I said, it's just important because I think that's a lot of people thought where he mm-hmm. would get exposed. Yeah. He's going to face better better wrestlers in, at 185 than Todorovic. Right. Don't get me wrong. Like, I know this doesn't mean he's, like, the best. But I feel a lot better today about Chitty's ceiling, having seen him be able to get back to his feet, off his back. Um, and, I, I like I said, I, I think the sky could be the limit for him. I mean, he's, he's pretty big for 185 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I just the hips to me like that's like my big like the elbow is cool we saw him knock somebody out in the last one one thing i'm gonna remember it's gonna stick with me i think is just his athleticism his explosion to be right. able to get off his back like that was just really mm-hmm. really impressive and that's stuff you can't really teach i don't think yeah and to have 30 fights in, in yeah very experienced faced a ton of yeah UFC he's beat guys. a lot of big ufc Outside guys of UFC, of course. um and that's a really solid win against somebody who's a really tough matchup for yeah. anybody, especially somebody who's yeah. you know only two fights into the UFC. So I think you know by the end of this year you could see him looking at a ranked fighter or, for sure. I mean he, the dude's putting together a highlight reel. So did you guys see Chase Hopper? That was my next one. I actually was going to mention that <laughs> uh, Chase Hopper getting a third round TKO for Brandon. Staying in the UFC, how do you feel about your favorite fighter, Chase? Chase hey, Hooper. Hey, I mean he's still he's still in there, right? Yeah, I mean, he's young. Are, he's yeah, he is young. Yeah, he's twenty two. Yeah, believe, believe to be able to. I mean, he's only has two losses and one draw. So I mean, yeah, some interesting uh, grappling ground exchanges mm-hmm. in there. They were both pretty tired, which made it a little bit more com- like not comical, but just kind of interesting because they ended up in some really <laughs> weird spots, really funky spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah that you don't typically see. I uh, d- some of that, I think Chase is just so confident in his jujitsu, like he's willing to just almost like Gary Tony yeah. give up a lot of stuff yeah. just to kind of get places. But yeah, I thought his hands looked. I thought his striking looked a lot, really well improved. Ground and pound looked nice. Yeah. Uh, he seemed like he actually kind of wanted to make a statement, I think, with that. Cause we I felt like, to. Yeah, and I thought there was a couple of times he probably could have went for a submission, and I felt like he was actively trying not to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, but yeah, Chase Hooper sticking around for Brandon. Man, that, that Jelton Almeida, <laughs> Yeah, he's scary. Yeah. The he, fact he can do 205 or heavyweight, I, and he's, I mean, I, the way he shoots. Whoo. To beat a guy like Parker Porter, too, I... I I don't, yeah, I liked him too, but I don't know, like with Almeida, he looked so good that it's like, oh, I kind of, but man, if he can go do that at 205 too, like he makes that, I mean, that division's coming up right now. It's kind of rebuilding with contenders and he makes that really interesting because he's big, athletic, 
has all the tangibles, the things that you would want to see. Um, I could be, you yeah. could buy me into him being a contender in the next year or sell me on it. Excuse I mean, oh, yeah. Cause I, I really liked that too, what I saw. So, yeah. Uh, last thing I wanted to bring up cause we were talking about the weird judging. So Eric Anders and mm-hmm. Jun Young Park yep. had a split decision, right? And it revealed that no round was scored the same by all three judges. Yeah, that's wild. It was weird. How? How? Yeah. How do you, three people watch a fight and none of them have the same round score? Subjectivity for you. Yeah, Yeah. it's, I don't know. I know uh, after this card, Ariel Hawani went on a big thing about open judging and stuff, or open scoring, I mean. I I don't, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. You know, I haven't really explored the open judging or scoring thing mm-hmm. very much other than like the idea of it doesn't sound bad to me you have to watch Invicta I think they're the only people yeah, who do it my thing is like let's just like, get better judges get better judges yeah like let's let's fix the scoring let's mm-hmm. let's let's address let's you know do things to maybe entice former fighters or older fighters to, to get in there and want to do it yeah I mean I, I don't know I just yeah. I, I just think if that maybe open scoring works but if if the scores are still bad yeah you know if, if somebody blatantly won around 10-9 and it still goes the other way I mean that doesn't really fix the problem yeah. you're just gonna know I guess I think I what Hawani was saying is it's quicker to do open scoring than it is to, to find better judges I, yeah, but, but it's still not like, fix if you, the issue. If you're going into the third round and you know you're about to get screwed and you have to go for it, that's a little bit easier than um, waiting on everything. But, I guess. I mean, yeah. I see what he's saying, but to me, it just it's not going to fix the issue, though. Right. You're just going to know before the decision's read. That's going to yeah. be the only difference to, to me. To me, it's always just trying to increase the objectivity where you can. Sure. Which mm-hmm. I get that it's fighting. You can only do that so much, but I feel like there's room for it. Yeah. Brandon. Update us on our scores after last night's so, UFC fight night. Nate, you came away with four points. Yeah. You had the most out of anybody. So our current points right now are John, still in last place with 26. Nate, you moved up to 30 points, second place, and I have 36. So 26, 30, and 36. That's very interesting. Yeah. So I got, let's see, because I called Perfect. You got three for Michelle because you had you decision. Catlin. And you got one from Caitlin. I should have got two. Because it was what? decision. I said unanimous decision, right? Oh, no, I said submission, didn't I? For who? Ketlin. Yeah, you said fourth round. Submission. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know why. I thought I said split or uh, unanimous decision. You for said her. that for uh, Michelle. Michelle, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's it. All righty, moving on, boys. We are going to get into our one fight to make in mm-hmm. every division. Um, and this is one fight that we'd like to see made in every uh, division, as I just said. Sorry about that for repeating. <laughs> One fight we'd like to see made in every division before the end of 2022. Uh, we've each been delegated four of the 12 divisions. Um, I was given the heavyweights, so I will go ahead and kick it off if you boys are ready. Let's get it. All right, boys. So kicking it off, the fight that I would like to see made at heavyweight this year uh, before the year's over is John Jones versus Stipe Miocic for mm. the interim heavyweight title mm. adding that stipulation to it because i think it's important um i think there's no uh bigger uh heavyweight fight excuse me that, that could be made this year realistically you gotta think this is realistically right guys right. are already booked for fights like this fight isn't official yet right um but i still consider stipe the heavyweight goat even mm. over francis fight me i just right. i still think francis needs to do a little bit more before we get, yeah, there. get some defenses in and stuff yeah like that. um and the fact that we know francis is out for the rest of the year he doesn't even factor into this exercise anyways because he can't fight in 2022 right. um as much as i'd love to see jones versus francis obviously right mm-hmm. um but i think this is a very interesting matchup i think everyone knows i think joe jones is goaded and i'm excited to see him at heavyweight but 
there is something about Stipe in these big spots, especially when his back's against the wall. And I think he thinks everybody's kind of looking past him because I think as soon as they announce this fight, if it gets announced, which I think it will eventually, mm -hmm. um, I think immediately as soon as it's announced, people are going to start talking about Jones versus Ngannou. Um, and when Stipe, when he's the kind of guy, I think when he feels like he's being, you know, looked over or looking past, he shows up big and he looks to spoil. So mm -hmm. that's the one fight I would like to see at heavyweight before the end of 2022. Yeah, I agree with that. The only other one I would think of is I would love to see Aspinall and Surreal. I think that's a, that yeah. matchup would be crazy, but equally as crazy. You just can't make a bigger fight no, than no, no, no. Jones, Stipe For sure. right now. And I hope it gets done. I, I think it will. Um, but it just seems like for whatever reason the timelines are just aren't working between Jones yeah. and the UFC. I think Jones wanted to do a July and Stipe. No, said he I think Jones wants to do like September. Well, I, I thought he said Stipe said he wouldn't be ready till I September. Don't know. It's, I've, it just seems like it's all over yeah. the place. Mm -hmm. uh, who got light heavyweight? That would be me. John, hit us with it. All right, the light heavyweight fight I want to see by the end of the year is Jamal Hill and Jerry Prohashka. Ooh, I think the violence that comes from that fight would be it'd be fun. And the, the back and forth, like the, the way their personalities are, I think that would be like probably the funnest light heavyweight fight. And I think that yeah. it's, I mean, it's I, th I do think it's possible if Jamal Hill can get a big win against I think it's Santos is who he's supposed to fight next, mm -hmm. he could very well put himself in a good spot to get up there. So It'd have to happen, you know, end of the year. Yeah, but for sure. There's a chance. Especially if Jiri goes to the, gets to Glover like unfazed, sure he's clean. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Whoever finishes, I think in these next couple light heavyweight fights, whoever finishes in the best fashion probably stamps their name in up there for next fight. Yeah, like it. Middleweight, what do we got? I feel like my divisions were hard to pick for. So really, yeah, eighty five. Because no. I, I maybe not, but you can find people in everybody. Yeah. So okay. So what I, I went hold for, on. I got women's featherweight. Which has one fighter in it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it made it easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went with Adesanya and give me the winner of Strickland. Um, is it Pierre? Oh, Alex Pajera. Pajera, yeah. yeah. Um, I pref preferably for me, give me Alex. I want yeah. Alex yeah. and Adesanya at the end of the 100%. year. 100%. No way you can get a better build up than yeah. the whole thing. No. Only got to knock him out. Um, that's massive. So. Yeah, they're clearly trying to fast track yeah. that fight by giving him Strickland. I agree that if I got middleweight, that 100% would have been mine. Mm -hmm. I hope the stars align that we can see Izzy and Prajeda rematch in MMA this year. And for me, if it were just kind of anybody, any matchup at middleweight, man, I just at the end of the day before they're done, I want to see Adesanya too. I just think that's a great matchup. I know really? Till's. Yeah, man, I feel like the style, man, because they're so similar. I don't think it's not going to happen this year. Well, I know. I feel well, like I know, if you look well. at what Whitaker did to Till, yeah, I just don't see it. it I mean, really? Oh, man, I my my Till. my faith in stock in Till has dropped so much over man. the past couple of years. I feel like it's a but good I fight. think it's because when he was when he came in, I was so high on him that I just my I don't know. I don't know if the Hamzat effect will help him out or not. <laughs> but I man. just I. My my faith in him is just the ceiling for him to me is really low. Yeah, and I got to see it. Hasn't had a good showing. I, I can't tell you what his best performance was in the past couple of years. Yeah, you know? I, I know. Yeah, it's, it's tough. tough. I got welterweight moving down the list. Uh, so once again, I'm kind of taking a more realistic approach to what I think can really happen within this year. Um, we found out this week that um, I'm sure John will probably get to it maybe in the news that Usman's hand is going to take probably a little longer than expected to heal. Uh, which means he's probably only going to fight. There's a high chance that he's only going to fight one more time this year, and we already know who that opponent's going to be. It's Leon Edwards. So that fight's booked, done, dusted. Usman doesn't factor into this. 
Leon Edwards doesn't factor into this. Um, so with that, um, I think the biggest fight that they can make and the one I really hope to see this year is Hamzat Shimaev versus Colby Chaos yeah. Covington. That's yeah. the one. Uh, to me, it makes all the sense in the world. And I'm going to say something. Maybe maybe get some ruffle some feathers on this one. I don't know. Uh, because not only do I think that's a bigger fight than Usman Edwards, I think it just is. It's a bigger I think more people will be interested in that. Because Hamzat's in it. Yeah, and Colby. I think they're just very um, polarizing polarizing figures. Um, I think it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest fight that the UFC can make this year within for the rest of 2022. Mm. Yeah, over Jones Stipe? Maybe not that one. Okay. That would be the only other one that I would probably throw in there. Cause I, and, I, and I really think Jones versus anybody might be a little bigger. Yeah. Um, just because I think that's gonna there's going to be a heavy, an interim uh, title on the line. Think about the 55. Okay. <laughs> but, but I do think... Hamzat Covington is one of the biggest, if we're talking for the rest of the year, is one of the biggest fights they can yeah, make this absolutely. year. Absolutely. So yeah. that's welterweight. Moving down to lightweight, we got. Okay. Oh, you got yeah, okay, it. I didn't sorry. know. Who sorry, I forgot. Like, you don't know who you guys what. You're just so yeah, just real quick, I just want to make sure everybody knows we did a randomized wield for the sure. weight classes, so yeah, nobody got screwed over. It's all random. Yeah. Um. So I I, I guess there's a little stipulations with this one, but this is possible, and I think it can happen at the end of the year. Okay. Give me Connor Chandler at 155. Mm. I love it. 55. Okay. Here's the thing about 55. It's freaking stacked. Yeah, okay. Weird. So yeah. there's really not a whole lot of wrong Take answers with this yeah. one. But I feel like if, if you can pick a bigger 55er than Connor, good luck. So I know he mentioned in the call-out he liked the 70 that Chandler threw at him. Yep. But they both fight at 55. They have. So if that can happen, I think it definitely should. Sure. Um, but anyway, I know you had 70. But that was my pick for 55. Let's go Chandler, Connor. Um, I, this isn't like a huge fight, but I really like the idea of, just because both their names have been in the news lately, mm -hmm. Gregor Gillespie and Tony Ferguson. That'd be I fun. That's a good, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, and I think that's realistic. That yeah. could happen. Well, Tony. I wouldn't mind Tony taking the rest of the year <laughs> off, to be honest. But but we all know Tony will get but right back Gregor in. Gregor needs to get in yeah, there, yeah, so he needs somebody. In, Did they, uh, I don't think they've re-added him to the roster yet. He's, well, in, the, he's in the... He just it, got removed from the rankings. Yes. Well, he did get cut, but I, I don't know... If well, his statement was... If you're inactive for so long, they take you out of the rankings, but he's still on the roster, is what he said. It's not what it looks like, but I don't think he's on the roster. Well, we need a UFC But I think website. he's still with the promotion. Yeah, I think right. he'll still factor in at some point. I don't hate that, the Chandler-Connor, but I think we need to like get rid of this notion, and I know you guys have both said it, and I've pressed back to you guys as well, but a lot of people are saying it is, Connor's not making 150. Why do people think that? Do you, he's hold so on. jacked right now. But that doesn't mean that he can't... Like, look at Patty Pimblett. Patty Pimblett is like... Also younger. Well, I don't think that... But he's awesome. But he's got to be over 200 pounds. They said Aljo, the 135-pound champ, got up to like 190. So, do you, like, Brandon, realistically, if you look at Conor McGregor, do you think he weighs more than 185 pounds with as lean and big as he mm, is? No, he's That's probably... not an impossible... Like, he could... He's... Like, I don't understand why people keep saying Conor can't make one feet. Bull... Now, whether Bull or not stuff. he wants <laughs> to, that's I think that's a fair discussion. I, but I, I think that's can. a bigger. I could get more on board with that argument, but I'm really sick of hearing people say that Connor can't make. Why? Because yeah, he's can, Jack. If Usman can make seventy. Thank then you. Connor can make. Like, 
Let's yeah. stop that madness. I'm just so yeah. sick of people saying he yeah. can't make. Dude, the dude's freaking jacked. He's lean. He can yeah. cut the weight. There's weight to be lost there. Look at Patty. I mean, and I'm just using Patty because he's he's kind of viral, right? He's the walking right. meme of Go, it. Look at. Remember how big Rumble got, dude? When, yeah. When he was lifting, it's and then not he went impossible, back to, guys. Yeah. yeah. If he wants to, that's different. I could get on right. that. Are you? If you want to come at me that he probably doesn't want to, yeah, because he's actually said as much. So I could get right. behind that argument, but stop saying Connor can't make. Well, he can yeah. make it. Yeah, I yeah. would I would argue he could probably make 45 if he wanted to. And that one I don't know about. I think it'd take a little more time. He'd have to switch his diet and some certain things. I don't think he could do it in performance. I don't think he'd want to. Maybe you're right about that. I think, I think he, he looked could. he looked sunken when he was actively fighting at that weight. He, he did look be. bad, but I think he could do it if he wanted to. That's all I'm saying. He has the frame for it. Right. Moving on. Boom. Bantam, or no, feather men's featherweight. Well, that'll be me. Yep. yep. I have, and this is something that uh, I wanted to see, but based on a decision of a fight, we didn't get to see it yet. But I think we could still see it, and that's Alexander Volkanovsky and Yair Rodriguez. Really? I think if Yair I beats Ortega, I think if I think he's the best, freshest matchup for Volkanovsky. He's literally ran through everybody else, and Yair brings something different with that unpredictability and the way he can mix in some of his wrestling and stuff like that. I think he's the, mm. I think he's the best matchup for Alexander Volkanovsky at the weight class after Max. Doesn't do it for me. Does it for me. Because I think especially if he beats Ortega, I don't think there's anything that can stop that from happening by the end of the year. I don't disagree with that. Uh, Who's a better... Who who else would you rather see fight Volkanovski? I don't want to see him move up. I know that much. <laughs> so if he really? doesn't do that, then... Well, who, yeah, I mean, who, I get, if he wants to, why not? What but. are you thinking? Well, I think he fights Max next. It's already booked. Right. So, sure. right. Well, I'm saying I, yeah. he's not going to fight again after that. So I, I don't think that's even possible for 2022. That's, you know, first off. You don't think he fights after that? No. No, because when's the Max fight? Um, He's already fought once this year, I right? I don't know. I thought it was like... Yeah, he just beat Zombie. Yeah. July, maybe August? Yeah, so then you're talking... I mean, <sighs> scheduling... December? I just don't see him fighting three times in a Depends year. Depends on how that fight goes. Yeah. And especially, yeah... If I he mean, knocked him out or something. That's true. There's, I mean, there's always circumstances, right. timing-wise. It could for sure happen. I just don't know if I'd see it. Because I, I guess what I'm also saying is I thought Yeah, beat Max in their fight. Yeah. And that would have been what this fight would have been. I mean, been, it wouldn't so. be a bad fight. And I think yeah, years. Ex- I mean, super exciting. I just think I look down 145, and there's more like I'd like to see a Bryce Mitchell get a big fight. You know, mm. you got um, um, Arnold Allen, who I think like give me Bryce Mitchell, Arnold Allen. You know, that'd be a fun one. Yeah. I just right now at the top, it's weird because I just think Volk is just so far and above better that I maybe right. want to see who's coming up that could challenge him. That I can maybe see something where like that could be a better fight. I just don't know if I've seen enough from Yair's. I love Yair and I love his fights. I just don't know if I've seen enough to think he can really give Volk much I just feel like how many other people have had like outside of Dustin I mean having a a debatable fight with Max Holloway Ortega's a great fight for him and I think we'll learn a lot yeah I agree um, so maybe maybe I'll say this I could be swayed on that and get back on your bandwagon of that or your train of that uh, train of thought on that fight if he goes out and looks good against Ortega right. I can get that. back on that for sure it's an interesting fight it is a very interesting fight I, I, do, I, I really like let me not rephrase that I really really like uh, um, yeah year sorry also I have a lot of year cards so I kind of need that stuff. <laughs> well, if, <laughs> you need the upset if Ortega can get him on the ground like Max yeah. dude, that's going to be a long night I mean Max wasn't able to hold him though either it's going to be interesting. But that's not Max's game at all. But Ortega also doesn't have takedowns like that. And he, uh, and yeah, you're trains, yeah, you're <laughs> trains with Izzy, yeah. Izzy wrestling. Like he lived with the dude. Izzy's like, taken down a lot too. No, no, so. no. I'm talking about Izzy style wrestling. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. 135. Who's our Bantamweight? Me. What you got? Give me Corey Sanhagen, Sean O'Malley. 
Really? Mm. Yeah. If if O'Malley, hear me out. If O'Malley looks really good against Pedro, okay, mm. we need to start. I mean, obviously, this that's is going to be his that's biggest. That's a legit step. win. Yeah. Then and I said looks really good. I didn't say comes out there and wins a split. Goes out there and let's say knocks his block off. Mm-hmm. Sanhagen's in this kind of weird spot, right? He lost to Yawn. Mm-hmm. Who did he lose to before that? Lost to Yawn. Lost to TJ. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't fought since his loss to Yawn, has he? Yeah, well, he lo- he beat Frankie, then he lost to TJ, and then lost to Yon. Yeah. yeah, so that's where we're at with him. Mm-hmm. So you could give him, I guess you could give him um, Jose, but yeah, I just I love the Sanhagen O'Malley fight in terms of like the end of the year. If O'Malley does well, you got to give him a big name. But just think about that matchup. Yeah, I'm gonna give you two that I think are better. Okay, let's hear it. I think I, I like the one half of Corey Sanhagen. I think he's one of the funnest bantamweights to watch. Mm-hmm. Love Corey Sanhagen. Give me him versus Cheeto Vera because I just think what we're seeing, and then I would even say more than Sanhagen O'Malley, I would love to see the Cheeto O'Malley rematch if O'Malley mm-hmm. looks good against uh, Pedro. Those are two that I like because to me, I just kind of feel like Sanhagen might be like leagues better than O'Malley. Once again, the Pedro fight's going to tell us a lot. Right. I'd, I'd rather see the Cheeto O'Malley rematch than see the Sanhagen Cheeto fight. Oh, really? Oh, dude, those know two why. throwing knees and just cutting each other. Mm. I just think that I just like. I don't know why that just doesn't do it. Oh, man. I think a lot be of good fights in gnar- Oh, yeah. Man. I mean, it's a fun division. Yeah. You think Cheeto Sanhagen's better than O'Malley Sanhagen? I kind of do. Really? Yeah. I think, I, think, well, I think it's because we don't know how good O'Malley yeah, is. Yeah, and yet. I understand that's, that. That's, that's why I prefaced with, with the, you know, O'Malley it's, looking good against yeah. Sure. And and right now, point. today, Cheeto looks like one of them guys. So yeah. it's, He's just looking like he's becoming. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he's literally ranked like one behind him, uh, San Hagen, too. So I don't know. I just feel like that fight would just be gnarly. Mm-hmm. Just gnarly. I mean, just two dogs, you know, first off. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, like I said, the good, it's like, it's like lightweight. You can't make a bad decision at Bantam. Yeah. Way, especially when you're talking at the top. For sure. Uh, who, John? You got flyweight. I do have flyweight. Go for it. And this one is another one I think is very possible by the end of the year, depending on what the reason that this first guy's fight is even happening the way it is. <clears throat> and that's Kai Kara France and Davison Figueredo. Yeah. I think that's the fight that we wanted to see after Kai Kara's last fight. I don't know what's happening with Davison for him to not be fighting Moreno or not even fighting Kaikara. Yeah. The fact that Kaikara is fighting Moreno for an interim belt it's weird. is weird. Who knows if he's hurt or, or what the holdup is. Yeah. But I think if Kaikara goes out there and wins. When's that fight? Um, Moreno, Kara? Just out of curiosity. I'm not 100% sure. I think I have it in my Just uh, curious if it like, could happen by the end. If it could happen, I'd be yeah. signing up. I think that one. I mean, especially if they decide to do like a Brazil card for Oliveira. Yeah, in uh, Islam, if that happens, like that happens sure. in Brazil, having Kai Car and Davis in there too. Also, real quick, because we didn't mention it in our recap, shout out to Jonathan Martinez. Ooh. Another fun, exciting flyweight getting yeah. a big win. Um, just throws his name right back to me in mm-hmm. that division. He'll be fighting ranked for sure. Yeah, to keep watching. Uh, but yeah, man, that's Kai Car and. Davison, I think that's yeah. the, the biggest fight of just throwing heat at each other. Yeah. It's gonna be. I, I'm interested to see him and Moreno mm-hmm. uh, for sure. They but fought together. They've already fought once. So if you yeah. can get through Moreno, what it, happened the first time? Um, I think it was a decision win. I can't remember. Moreno. Moreno, yeah, yeah, Moreno won. Uh, but yeah, nonetheless, I, I really like that fight. Uh, so I got women's featherweight, um, <laughs> as I said, because interestingly enough, uh, there is, like I said, one fighter, and that is the champ, Amanda yeah. Nunes. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, she's fighting for the Bantamweight title. I think it's July 31st. So, But I do think there's a couple fights that you can make for. And back in 2019, Amanda fought in July and then turned around and fought in December. So, right. it's, so it's not out of the realm that we do 
you know, we could see her again, depending, especially if she runs through Pena, say, you know, which back then that's kind of what she was doing to ladies. Um, so the fight for me at 145 women's featherweight that I think could happen this year, um, I think you give her Holly Holm. Um, it'd be a great gesture by not just the UFC, but Amanda, I think as well, uh, to give her one more crack at a title shot before she kind of rides off into the sunset. Like we just talked about earlier, it's probably not going to happen again at Bantamweight. It'll be really hard. She'd have to get like three, four wins, mm-hmm. especially because we just mentioned how top heavy mm-hmm. the Bantamweight women's division is kind of becoming that top five. Um, but at 145, she could literally walk right into it. There's no other fighter. Yeah. So you just say she's a 45er and she's the number one contender. Like I said, it'd be a, still be a big fight. Um, I know a lot of people could be thinking, like I was originally for this, Kayla Harrison. Um, we now know that you know Amanda has left American Top Team. She came out this week, and Kayla Harrison was a name that she mentioned as being one of the reasons she left American Top Team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what happened personal there, but um, but Kayla is in the PFL, and I looked last night. Their season doesn't end until November 25th. Yeah. Um, so realistically, her fighting that day and unfortunately. then trying to yeah unfortunately and then trying to turn around and fight Amanda say even in, at the end of December. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to happen because usually the last UFC card happens like December 10th through the 15th. They usually don't go right at the end of the year. So right. it just be really, you wouldn't want to do that in a Amanda fight. Mm. I will say if there's always that possibility of like Dana White money can happen. You know, he gets, if he wants something bad enough, he can make it happen. Um, but that would just be silly for Kayla to throw away a million. I mean, the UFC is probably not going to pay her a million dollars, which she has a big chance of winning if she just fights out this PFL season. Um, hope we see it. I do think we're going to see that matchup, but I think it'll be next year. Hopefully. Amanda doesn't seem like she wants to fight a lot. Yeah. Like, she always, she keeps on like mentioning possibly be like retiring. And especially sure. if she can get this win back against Pena, yeah. she might just be like, all right, man, I'm good. Yeah. So. But I just think it'd be dope if yeah. they gave it to Holly Holm. And like I said, let her get one more title shot and then send her on her way. You know, I just don't see how much more left is going to yeah. be left for her after that, especially. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any other fighters. I mean, no. Jermaine's gone. Megan yeah. Anderson's gone. Like sure. all these people who were, you could even fight at that weight class. Yeah. Maybe Valentina just doesn't train for a couple of weeks, a couple months. She and just she comes can in fight at 45. <laughs> <laughs> that might be what it takes to beat her. Uh, who has women's bantamweight? That is me. What you got for us? All right. So this one, again, kind of a little stipulation on it. Um, so depending on who wins the, the Pena Nunes rematch here, okay? If Pena wins, I want to see Valentina move up yeah. and fight for that mm-hmm. double yeah. double champ status. She's got a win over Pena already. I love it. I just think that would be that would be absolutely gold. Cool. Now, if Amanda wins, got to do the trilogy, I guess. Right? I mean, it kind of depends on how it wins, but she's got two wins over Valentina, so I Maybe. wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to shuffle. Valentina like Dana wants to do that. I, no, I I love your. I think you're onto it with Valentina. I think whoever wins. Yeah. Really, that's how I started. But then the more I thought about it, again, Amanda's got two wins over. Her. I just feel like, and if she wins against Pena, you have to do the trilogy. Yeah. Um. But that's that's just where I'm at. No, I, yeah. I I I'd love if we got Pena Valentina. I think that would be Valentina needs some fresh meat. Yeah. I just think be that'd fun. be fantastic. Love yeah. it. Love it. Uh, women's flyweight, John. That's me. Uh, somebody you just mentioned, Valentina. I'd like to see Alexa Grasso get a shot at Valentino. Yeah. Or Valentina. I think she has some really good wins against some top people. She had good wrestling, too, yeah. which would make it interesting. I mean, she got a, a really nice sub against uh, Wood, her last fight, Joanne Wood. And I think Valentina, I, th- I think she's probably the only one I feel like has, um, outside of um, who she left to fight, Santos. 
uh, Tyler Santos. Yeah. yeah. Outside of her, I think that Grasso has probably the most to offer mm-hmm. as far as just a mix of grappling and some striking. Yeah. So I think that's the fight I'd want to see by the end of. And I mean, with Valentina fighting soon, I think it could happen at the end of for the sure. year as well. And so. Valentina stays pretty active. I mean, oh, she's yeah. kind of she's always down for the cause. She's more waiting on a contender yeah. than it is to actually. Yeah. Win if the, fight. the Santos fight wasn't official, that would definitely be my pick. But I I, I like Alexa Alexa Grasso, mm-hmm. and I I do. I think that that fight will happen eventually. Be dope if it happened this year, but I would much rather her move up for the the record. Uh, I'm going to finish this out with women's strawweight. And this is more of a stylistic matchup. I would be very fascinated to see. Um, And that is number one ranked Rose Namajunas returning after her title loss against number four ranked Mackenzie Derns. Um, Obviously, your uh, classic striker versus grappler matchup, but I selfishly just want to see how good Mackenzie Dern really is. I want to see her in that big main event spot. Um, And we've seen Rose kind of struggle against grapplers, Mm -hmm. and I think if Dern could get Rose down or get her along the cage like How about just grab her? Yeah, Yeah. just come at her like a freaking (laughs) mummy, like Frankenstein. Yeah, arms out. It could be very interesting mm-hmm. um now but don't get me wrong that's obviously if um but i think like i said great stylistic matchup um because either fighter here could finish the other one like that mm-hmm. using their a game is dern booked with anybody no i looked that's why i specifically looked for that as of right now no okay. so well, and um, if you're rose you need uh, you know people lost a lot of faith in mm-hmm. you from this as far as a fight yeah you need a good showing against somebody who's up there too so yeah and for dern it gives you that stapled name of hey mm-hmm. i beat a former champ yeah you know, and um you know just Kondraj is right there you know she was somebody i considered thrown into one of these fights um and then who's ranked above mckenzie because that was another tough one that i had to kind of like no i just this is more of a personal like i said because i Oh, Marina Rodriguez. I could mm-hmm. see Rose Re- Marina Rodriguez next, and I think that's probably more like a direction Rose would want to go in uh, just because that's going to take place on the feet. Both women, phenomenal strikers. Um, but, man, give me that. Stri- like I said, this is that classic striker, grappler. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Yeah. You know who else is in that division that I was looking at, and I was like, man, where has she been? What happened to Tatiana Suarez? She got hurt. Something happened. She got like. She was on. She's like undefeated yeah, in the she UFC. Yeah, she just keeps getting injured, yeah. man. I think she has like knee or neck mm. issues I want to say but she's one of those ladies that uh, wrestled very high level for a very long time and I think mm-hmm. just kind of got those like Usman those wrestler knees yeah, and does, does yeah. some damage she yeah. can find a way to get healthy she's a matchup oh, for nightmare anybody. for everybody. everybody she's beat Carla yeah she's a so. beast dude she's a beast yeah. so that's it like I said no fights this week and we are kind of at that halfway mark of the year a little mm-hmm. bit um, so that's why we wanted to do this just kind of see as this year plays out what we all uh, were kind of thinking for each division. So that was good. I liked it. John, let's get to the news. The news. Going on the news. Uh, going on the news. Uh, uh. And if you don't like it, Brandon will punch you and give you a bruise. The news. All right. Hold on, hold on. Brandon, I can't wait till next week. Yeah. I cannot <laughs> wait until next week. Bring the heat, Daddy. Yeah. Oh, Bring your best one. Bring your A game. What you got for us, now I'm like, All right, so we're going to start off with uh, some Eagle FC, man. Uh, Junior Dos Santos loses to Jorgen DeCastro, TKO yeah. by injury. 
I sent you guys a video. I don't yeah, know if you've seen it, but I his shoulder just mm. his shoulder just like pops out after he threw a punch. Yeah, or something. it was it was bad, and it sucks because Khabib was talking about talking to Scott Coker about trying to do Junior versus Fedor. Yeah, trying to make that happen. Mm. It seems like Khabib was still more still wants to do that. It yeah. sounds like he was more impressed with uh, Dos Santos up until that point. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of an unfortunate injury. Yeah, that sucked. Um, we also had the Rotolo brothers putting yeah. on a performance. Yep, uh, Cade beating Shinya Aoku and. Um, Ty beating Gary Tonin by actually subbing him in two minutes. Yeah, that was crazy. That's very impressive. Very yeah, like, yeah, any, like, yeah. Go ahead and set yeah, up how yeah, impressive that just, is. Just okay. Gary Tonin, multiple time jujitsu champ, legend yeah. in the sport, con- continuously competing in the highest level, ADCC, all the stuff. Yeah. Like Dan Herdust Squad, he doesn't get subbed. At least not often. The last time I remember seeing him get subbed was by Gordon Ryan in the yeah. last ADCC yeah. competed. So to have a 19-year-old phenom come in and yeah. sub him in less than, or was it about two-minute two mark? Two minutes, yeah. Is Crazy. insane. That is yeah. insane jujitsu. But okay. you said something that I love. So yeah. So w- what I noticed from watching that match is if you th- okay, that is the pinnacle of grappling right yes. now, right? So it's the highest level in the sport. And if you watch what happened. It was just basics, man. I mean, it yeah. was for ninety eight percent of that match, man. Other than kind of some weird fainty stuff that uh, is, Ty does, mm-hmm. yeah. it was just he got he was on top. Gary pulled guard, and it was just a quick little knee slice to side control. Gary tried to throw the legs up, yep. and then he got caught in the Darce, man, or Anaconda, whichever. Darce, I think. Um, it, it that's basic yeah. stuff. You teach that to white belts. I mean, nothing crazy fancy, but that's what it seems to come back to. If you look at the highest level, it's just basic yeah. stuff. So I just thought, I just thought that was interesting. Cause a lot of times people will get on these, you know, soap boxes about fancy new yeah. stuff like body lap passing, which I get that's all mm-hmm. important, but I feel like at the end of the day, man, it always tends to come back to the basics. So. Yeah, and I, I told you guys, I even like the wrestling aspect of that, you know, even all those autos guys, you know, I talked about it is I like just watching them, you know, they're once again, same thing. It's nothing fancy style mm. you know they're it's all hanging heavy on the neck wearing the neck down looking for arm drags or single you know singles off of that like just there's nothing crazy special to it but such as buggy chokes yeah, yeah they do buggy. which yeah. is funny because they have really solid fundamentals and then you have like one of the one the, weird the, <laughs> the one freakiest weird thing. submissions that's how the right aoki now. match ended right? i didn't, yeah. didn't finish him but he was in that yeah spot. but see i feel like you finish a shinya aoki with a buggy choke you're not finishing gary tonin with a buggy choke sure yeah. you know what i mean and that's no disrespect to shinya it's just when you do this and this is what like grappling you're is your world everyday champion. thing there's different levels well to it. and when you talk about you know, legends, Aoki is a lot older than Tonin in yeah. terms of where they're at in their right. careers. So even with Jiu Jitsu, sure. that's, you know, that's levels. So for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, another, this is just kind of, uh, I thought this was interesting. Alistair Overeem set to make his professional wrestling debut against former WWE star Braun that. Strowman. I saw that. I also seen somebody tweet, how about doing DC versus Overeem in a no gi submission grappling match? I love when guys, MMA yeah. guys, go out and do grappling stuff. That would so. be a fun one because Overeem is, he's nice. People kind of forget about his jujitsu side from like pride and stuff. Give but. me Habib Tony. That would be so that fun. That needs to mm-hmm. happen. Tony just, so Tony came out and said he wanted, he just, I just want to compete against Habib. In some way, compete, give it, we can be coaches. <laughs> but don't you think he like, uh, don't you think he like at the end of it, like he like Paul Daly, Josh Koscheck's him like, <laughs> Like, like ankle picks him or something. No, no, no. He just like hit him. Like, like they'd be like <laughs> doing jujitsu. Yeah, <laughs> or like yeah. just throws an elbow. And yeah, in like his they're, guard. they're sitting there announcing the winner, and he just looks over and just rocks a beat. No, like, I don't think. <laughs> nah. I, don't, I don't think so. Seriously, um, just, uh, just, but don't put it past him. <laughs> right. As we talked about with Kamara Usman, he uh, made a statement on his timeline. He said, "If I don't give the appropriate time to heal, yeah, then just going to." Sp- 
it's just going to split right back open and I'm out for probably a whole year, potentially worse. Yeah. I could do irrepar- or irreparable damage to where I couldn't potentially fight again. That's not something I'm willing to take a risk on right now. And then shortly after, uh, Hamzat calls out Leon Edwards saying, let's fight, obviously, yeah. which it would be a crazy fight. Obviously, it's been talked about before, but I think if you're Leon, you wait. For sure. Because you don't want to risk missing out on that. Yep. Um, we got some uh, a couple boxing results last night. David Benavidez beat David Lemieux. Um, he's now the super middleweight champion. He's looking at possibly Jamar Charlo, Caleb Plant, um, Canelo if he comes back down. And then Anderson Silva mm-hmm. comes yeah. through with a, another dominating boxing performance, had a knockdown. Dropped think, him, yeah. Yeah, in the sixth, seventh round. Um, no it, winner was declared because yeah, it's an exhibition. exhibition but. but when I looked at people who were judging, it looked he, really good. Yeah, he ran through every yeah. round. A lot of people are still calling for the Jake Paul. I don't. I know Jake Paul. You not, see, he said he could beat Floyd Mayweather and Anderson in the same night. Yeah, <laughs> but he's working on his NFL career. Right, Jake Paul. Is. <laughs> and then obviously, like you <laughs> not, said, hold on, not even lying, Bray. I'm not even lying. I don't. He's yeah. like running 40s on a beach, but like they're clearly starting. Like they show the time starting a little. Like his like buddies like holding his cell phone timer. It's like well, he started. Like Jake was like four steps in. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's bad, man. And then yeah. Floyd won last night as well. His, yeah. He fought a former but, training Well, he didn't win because there was, well, was yeah. an exhibition, but yeah, yeah. kind of ran um, You see, they were like, they were like, Floyd plays mind games in all of his fights, and he like looks over at the commentator. He's like, that's exa- I do do that. <laughs> like, yeah. like, he was like, that's how bored Floyd is at 45. Like, and here's mm. the other thing. It was in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Um, it was originally supposed to happen last week, but the president of the UAE died. Oh yeah, yeah, I did see that. So they 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 put uh, passed it. Postponed it. It's supposed to happen like on a helicopter pad. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that. Tickets were like a hundred k a piece. Yeah, so it's just all like oil. This comp- guy's just printing yeah. money over there. No, it's though. different. Like, can you imagine just living a like? Come on, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I really do hope the even either Paul and Anderson would yeah. be a huge fight. I think Anderson deserves it. Yeah. Um, the payday that comes from those type of fights. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have some pretty cool fight announcements, man. Um, <clears throat> our boy Cam Van Camp. Yep. He's jumping right back in there with Nicholas Mota. Yep. That's September 10th. It's the um, guy he was originally supposed to fight. Um, and that's 55, right? Yeah, it'd so, be a 55, yep. Um, definitely hope to see him you know, get back in there oh, yeah, and I think he's gonna show his him. best. Um, we got a Drew Dober and Rafael Alves. Mm-hmm. That's July 30th on UFC 277. This is one I'm really hype about. Ricky Simone and Jack Shore. Where's Ricky Simone been in my life? Yeah, July yeah. 16th. That's a huge, hold on, that's a big yeah. fight. Jack Shore, I don't know if you guys haven't seen oh, him before. He's a beast. Beast man. We know who Ricky Simone is. Yeah. Um, we also have reached uh, out to him for an interview. Did not respond for the yeah, record. Maybe next time. <laughs> Ricky call us. <laughs> we got Brandon, one of Brandon's favorite, Gerald Morshart. That's one of my favorites. GM three baby. You just say that he'll, when it's a jujitsu guy. Yeah. yeah. He'll be yeah. fighting Bruno Silva though, so yeah, that's a tough, tough fight. Um, that is a tough fight at middleweight. I I'm telling you, man, I'm. GM three all day though. That yeah. dude just keeps just finding ways for to that win. last two minutes of the third He's round. He's like the middleweight Charles Oliveira. He just I, gets beat up and then. But I just pulls think the, 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 yeah, the Hamzat fight. He was scared. I think it just was too big for him. Yeah. But that is not uh, a good representation of him as a fighter. He's right. a beast. He's getting better too. Uh, we have Aspen Ladd and Sarah McMahon going down on a fight night. August 13th. Aspen Ladd needs a win in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Marvin Vittori coming out saying that since he couldn't find an opponent earlier, he's fighting Whitaker in Paris. So that's what they're trying to work on to go with um, Gone and Tuavasa. They haven't done a card in Paris before, have they? It's no. the first one. So that's a, that's a pretty big one. Um, and I'm pretty, yeah, that's all I got right there. Fight announcements. Um, yeah. 
I actually, my heavyweight, for the record, too, my original, I wrote this out completely first, was going to be John Jones and Surreal Gone. Because mm. I think that fight, that fight excites me more than Stipe, just because stylist, yeah. just like those two big freaky freak athletes. But... John Jones is not an active guy. Like he, even when he was active, it was like once he's not gonna. You know, if that fight, especially if it happens in September, he's not gonna turn. I think the gone two of Asas. I think that's in like September, mm-hmm. so they're not gonna turn him around. He won't turn around that oh. fast. I don't think. But for the record, John Jones uh, is real gone. I did have one more thing I wanted to say, and it's just because I'm flabbergasted. Uh-huh. Somehow Sam Alvey got booked for another fight. Smiley. August 6th. Put respect on Smiley. Dude's lost nine in a row, I think. Put respect on his name. But then there's guys who get cut after losing three. I just don't get it. Yeah. Then you have people like Gillespie. Honestly, he might be fighting for free. I'm not even joking. Yeah, like, <laughs> if, y'all, if y'all give me some nachos or something. Yeah. Okay. I got song of the week. Um, I typically don't do like newer songs, but this is by far my favorite song right now. And that is... And I really don't even care for Jack Harlow, but it's Nail Tech by Jack Harlow. Brandon, mm. I know you always say you're going to listen to the songs that we give you. Really listen to this one. Abby likes Jack Harlow. I think you'll like this My song. My wife likes Jack Harlow. This will be in your workout playlist. Mm. I think this is you. This song has you. I love that song. It's like like probably my favorite song right now. What was it called again? Nail Tech. Nail Tech. Okay. My nail tech knows how to keep a little secret. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a nail tech. Do you get your nails done, Brandon? Absolutely not. Have you ever had a pedicure and or manicure? Uh, which one's your feet? Uh, manicure Doesn't or pedicure. I've manicure done, is I've your done hands. the foot one. Yep. I do both. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't bother me. I would do either. Ash does both for me. So my, ex- my nail tech does not have to keep a Yeah, Ash does mine here. Unless you're married to one, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. a certified license. So we have all the stuff here. Wow. Yeah. Well, good to know. And she keeps my secrets. So for your birthday, you want her to do it? Just Probably. <laughs> she will. She... Loves feet. I really tickle his feet though. So feet gross me out. What is your like tickle feet laugh? Is like <laughs> I don't laugh. I like jolt like it. Uh, I, I hate it, dude. If Start I could screaming, <gasps> if I could like just never see feet in my life, I'd be good. And yeah, she so like just bothers you. Oh yeah, I don't even want to look. <laughs> <laughs> just grosses me out. Uh, John, what is your one for the people? My one for the people is just to kind of re- go back in on the TikTok, man. We're going to keep it coming. Yes. We're going to start doing some yeah. TikTok exclusive content. We already are. Yeah. Uh, we're, 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 we've got some good stuff in the works. Come check us out, man. We're very mm-hmm. excited. Brandon. Um, so this one's a little bit for you two, but, um, yeah. So again, did comp training Saturday. It was difficult and it kind of put me in the mind, mind space of like when I was a wrestler in high school mm-hmm. and by no means was I the best wrestler, but it was something that I remember about wrestling was every practice was incredibly hard. It yeah. was so difficult. And I remember at the end of every practice though, just feeling like, man, like you feel really good because you do something that you know is really difficult and yeah. not a lot of people would do it. So you two, I expect at the end of next week to tell me about something that you've done that is difficult that you push oh, yourself to do. Dude, that's not and beyond just like a, oh, I did a hard little workout. That's but a see, that's tougher. what keeps me going to the gym. I go into the gym three times a week, and I never I, every day I don't want to go in. I'm fighting it. I fight my literally. It's not easy for me to go to the gym. But what keeps me going is I get like a high off of that feeling on my way home when you feel like, oh gosh, I just accomplished that. So the the small little asterisk on this is just make it a little something that's a kind of out of the comfort zone. So for me, like, yeah, I trained jujitsu. I used to wrestle, but that calm training was definitely the hardest thing I've done. I'm a little while. limited still. I too. understand that. So mm-hmm. like for you, obviously, I don't expect you to go run hills, yeah. but like something in the wheelhouse. Oh, like dude. maybe maybe you're gonna do like a two whatever the number would be like a 2200 meter row or something like i get dirty know. on my bike out there in the garage too yeah. let me tell you but i yeah. i'm telling you i Dude, i'm fat but i'm active and for okay. the people <laughs> and for the people that are listening go do something to challenge yourself something physical like 
you're not like extremely old. It's you I know, like you it. use your body, do something good. It's funny you say that because that's my one for the people is going to segue nicely into that or from that. And John, your hat says you are bad for my mental health. Also, thanks for the alley oop. Plays right into what I said. Forty two something else is bad for your mental health. Forty two percent of humans are vitamin D deficient. Mm-hmm. Vitamin D, real quick, helps protect against several chronic conditions, including bone loss, depression, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and multiple sclerosis. Um, but the biggest one I want to key in on there is depression, mental health, um, and that aspect of it. Um, I am no doctor. I'm definitely no expert. So definitely, if you feel like you're comfortable, like you should, talk to a doctor, talk to an expert, get some blood work done. But if you are vitamin D deficient, get on some vitamin D, put it in your life. I take Mm -hmm. it every single day. And it has, I've always been vitamin D deficient for my blood work and I've kind of constantly ignored it. Um, and it has really, really changed everything for me. Um, mm-hmm. I feel better. I don't feel lethargic. Um, you know, we can go outside, obviously keep going outside, get some natural vitamin D, but somebody, some people's bodies just cannot, mm-hmm. um, you know, make it contain it. I think it comes from your cholesterol, excuse me. Um, so yeah, man, if you're, this is a tough time of the year sometimes too. So if you're like struggling to just get off the couch, get going, get yourself into gear like i said get to a doctor get some blood work whatever but try throwing some vitamin d into your life and watch it work because i I can only speak for myself and ash we've both been taking it Mm -hmm. um, for about the past month and it's it's been awesome right seasonal depression is a real thing man yeah no that's not getting any of that sun and then yeah you know, trying to get back into it that's why i said especially this time of the year if you're just feeling like you can't get out of that first gear uh give that a shot because sure. it's uh it's really changed that and i'm trying to work on my anger and i've been doing it i did a good job i got this so i so i <laughs> you haven't yelled at us today that's uh, dude so i so i listened i listened to a podcast and they said if you're feeling like you're really angry and like you're mad or whatever start running through things that you're thankful for in your life and i've put that to work this week so i don't have like you know i'm not fully like oh i can say do it this works but it is working oh just a little grounding technique for you yeah would yeah you, would you ever want to would I ever been able to convince you that TikTok might have been on that list before this week? Say that again. Things you're thankful for? Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I'm, I'm not thankful for TikTok. Yet. Just going, it's not there. It's not paying man. the bills, but it's helped. Yeah. I felt like, especially this week, had a really bad week at work and wanted Seeing to do that. some really bad things, but just kept reminding myself. There's a, there's a couple things I'm thankful for. Yeah, I don't know matters. if you guys are that yet. Um, but this podcast definitely is. I can right. tell you that. Definitely thankful for this podcast. Thankful for the people that listen to it, mm-hmm. that continue to tune in. We will be back as we are every single Monday, mm-hmm. and we will see you guys next week on the Neon Belly Podcast. Uh-huh. Peace. Peace. Peace.